Did you know we record the show live every Thursday night at 7.30 in the True's time zone of the mountains? Head over to twitch.tv slash radio and watch us there. If Mario and Luigi were to do a podcast, it might sound something like this. Infendo Radio is on now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Infendo Radio, episode 593. Um, Apologies ahead of the show to those of you who may have tuned in this week to our usual live stream and not heard anything. Um, We are missing some equipment that usually allows us to do the live stream. That equipment's name is Eugene. He is out enjoying his honeymoon, or honeymoon, my God, his two-year anniversary, rather. Happy anniversary on May the 4th, the best holiday ever. May it be with you. Um, Fortunately, I am joined by what I like to consider, um, you know, kind of like Eugene B footage, which is Steve and Justin. Um, In no particular order, Justin, how you doing tonight? I am full of allergies, so you Delicious. know if I sound if I sound very nasal in this episode, that is why. Excellent. Where can the people find you when you're not being nasally? You can find me on Twitter at Infendo Justin. You can also find me tweeting about Disney stuff at Utilidork, and you can go to thedisneyparkbench.com and listen to the newest episode of the Disney Park Bench podcast and read the newest blog in the Disney Park blog. I can do all of that stuff. Steve, what can I do with you? Well, you'll find that I'm full of energy, not allergies, like my cohort over there. Let's taste it. And I can be found um, in the show notes. If you click on the little podcast show notes, my website is linktr.ee forward slash gentus. You should just be able to click on it. Come join my Discord. It's such a fun place. I spend way too much time in there. I'm surprised I haven't gotten fired yet. Hopefully my boss isn't listening. One of the other links you'll find there is a link to the show that Steve and I do together, which is a Pokemon podcast called Hyper Voice. You should check that out as well. Um, We have a good show for you tonight. Um, I am a Star Trek boy, but apparently I'm being told that this is Star Wars week. Um, I'm assuming that's because it's May 4th. That's the whole thing. See. Such creative... Such a creative fan base you guys have going. Well, you've got May the 4th, and then you've got yes, Avengers the 5th. It's mm. too bad we can't have an entire cast of characters that are just people with rubber things glued to their forehead. Yeah, it's almost like less is more or something. Anyway, <laughs> um, in honor of this auspicious, wonderful series that we all love so much, um, this week we're going to be talking about the Star Wars games that touched our hearts and made us happy um and i think it only fair (laughs) awkward pause i think it only fair that justin being the one who Mm -hmm. owns a disney blog slash web universe go first on this topic also i'm pretty sure it was justin who proposed it so um (laughs) Mm -hmm. justin you want to tell us all about your your wonderful star wars games that fill you with joy sure i mean um so just real 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 quick history my history with star wars i was first exposed to star wars when i was seven Um, my mother watched all three movies with me because i was always interested in space and so i wanted to see it so we watched it um and i was instantly obsessed found out my local library had all three movies on vhs this that's right i said vhs and um so I would basically borrow 
either one of them or all three of them every weekend. Oh, God. So I got a lot of exposure to them. And then I got them for Christmas. So a lot of exposure to Star Wars growing up. Um, the first Star Wars video game I remember playing was actually the um, Star Wars for the NES, which is... A very difficult game, as NES games tend to be, but also very fun. Um, and lots of great original music and some great mixes of Star Wars music, but it was a side-scrolling platformer, as games in that era tended to be. Um, but I think if I had to pick a favorite ever um, Star Wars game on... A Nintendo system at the very least I'd have to go with Rogue Leader on the GameCube like that was the first Star Wars game and one of the few Star Wars games where I actually really felt like I was in the Star Wars universe like it looked so good it played so well and you got to play scenes from the movies like the Death Star Trench run and you know the Hoth level I mean they should really have Hoth levels in more Star Wars games. That seems like an underutilized um, scene there. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure where to go from here. What is everybody else's st uh, Nintendo, I almost said Disney Star Wars, Nintendo Star Wars and um, experience? I would, I would bridge the gap. It doesn't even have to be Nintendo necessarily. Yeah. Like, go, I think go this wild. can just be Star Wars, yeah. So, my favorite Star Wars game has also appeared on Nintendo consoles. It's appeared on the GameCube twice. It's appeared on the Wii. It's appeared on the DS, the 3DS. It's coming to the Switch at some point in the future. But mine actually has to be LEGO Star Wars. Um, back when I was working at GameStop, I got, you know, LEGO Star Wars and LEGO Star Wars 2, the original trilogy. I remember seeing the, pic the promo for... Lego Star Wars 2, the original trilogy, and we were excited for that because my wife and I had already played, you know, Lego Star Wars 1, which was the prequel trilogy. Um, then on the Wii, we got to play through all of that again, plus a little bit more, in Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga, and we also played together Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga on the DS because it was a slightly different game, even though it told the same story. It had slightly different levels and slightly different mechanics. I had almost completely forgotten about Lego Star Wars because, mm. you know, <laughs> we were supposed to get one two years ago and still haven't. But I yeah, think yeah so Lego Star Wars was actually not only the first licensed Lego game, it was, a, I think, the first Lego game that kind of laid the groundwork for what Lego games have been for the past, yep. what, 15, it 20 was. years. Mm -hmm. I think we'll. I think we've talked about this at length, but I have a real problem playing the Lego games. Like the 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 open world part is so much fun, and then you get into these like side scrolly two D, mm -hmm. you know, like Yoshi's Island style gameplay. And I don't know. It just it loses me. It loses well, me there. And one of the changes that they've made to the series, which I'm not overly pleased with is they've brought voice acting into it. That mm. was kind of the charm of some of the original games, is they didn't have voices. They talked in grunts and, yeah. Yeah. you know, through their motions and expressions and stuff. Um, so that's one thing that kind of worries me about the Skywalker saga when it does finally come out in 2093. They're actually... Going. 
they're actually planning on giving you the option to either play with the grunts and pantomime or play with full voices. See, I, I love when that. games do this because they did that with Monster Hunter. I hope it was they so nice. I hope they do that with Zelda at some point too because I yeah. really liked the like rrr, 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 noises <laughs> and I I'm, I just didn't like having voice acting in the cutscenes as much. So I don't know. So. That would be mine, and like I say, I'm very much looking forward to the Skywalker Saga. As Justin said, it was supposed to come out around the time of um, Rise that... of Skywalker. I forgot what the movie was called for a moment. <laughs> and then it got pushed back to 2020. And then the pandemic happened. So it got pushed back to spring 2021, and they just announced a couple weeks ago that it's been delayed till the end of the year, basically. So we might Ooh. have it for Christmas. Maybe. Well, but if you well, pre-order hopefully. from Best Buy, you get a nice-looking steelbook. Lucas, what is uh, <laughs> what is your first and greatest? Uh, I was a Lego Star Wars. God, I can't get my brand straight. So I'll, I'll, I'll go Star ahead. And, I'll go ahead. And, I'll go ahead and save you here. Um, I I think I'm actually going to spend the most times talking about Star Wars games here because I've got a few I want to talk about. Um, my first Star Wars game, well before I knew what Star Wars was. Okay, backstory. I saw Star Wars for the first time in, like, high school when my friends invited me over and they were like, come watch Star Wars. I think I had seen the Family Guy spoofs before I had seen the actual movies. So, like, you gotta understand, like, by the time I got to Star Wars, it had gone from, like, this shiny, you know thing of wonder to like this thing to be mocked by any tv station that had you know a so fun fun show. side note lucas you yeah. and i started with the same trilogy yeah the first star wars i ever saw was episode two that came mm-hmm. out my senior year yeah. and i had a buddy take me to it and force me to watch it and i fell in love my friend showed me just the fight scenes from i want to say episode three that was my first exposure then so late... like yoda versus sidious yeah that and... stuff because he was Anakin like, look at how cool this Dooku. is. And then I think I think I played a little um, Star Wars Battlefront at his house. I vaguely remember playing Ooh, that game. That's I a cool game. I completely forgot, because Star should Wars get Battlefront that on PSP. 2. I've been thinking about getting that on PSP. Um, yeah. I, I, saw the, the, I saw parts of the original trilogy um, at another friend's house, like, senior year. And then I think I actually watched it like with my parents, like when I was in college. So, so again, late, late entry for me. But I had Super Star Wars. I want to say was the name um, on the Super Nintendo. That was my first exposure to Star Wars. And you boot it up, and it's Luke on like the desert Tatooine planet, and it's just like da 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 da. And you Speaking make it like brutally difficult. Yeah, Star Wars you make it like five seconds, and you die, and that's it. And it's harder than Ghosts and Goblins. So fun story. They released that on PlayStation Three. So Fantastic. you can actually download all three Super Star Wars games on Let me PS3. preface that by saying that was my least favorite Star Wars experience. <laughs> um, I've mentioned this before, but in um, the GameCube era, which was the first system that I got where I chose my own games when it came out, um, the day after Christmas I went to the store and I got two games. One of them was Luigi's Mansion, and the other one was Rogue Squadron 2. 
And again, I knew nothing about the movies. So the way that they presented those games was really confusing to me because I think they expected you to kind of have watched the movies before you played the games. So it's like all of a sudden I'm just on a mission and I'm talking to Biggs and Wedge and then I'm supposed to be sad that they died, but I didn't know who they were. And then I'm I'm roping the rope around Wedge the... doesn't die. Wedge survives all the way to Return of the Jedi. But he dies in every Final Fantasy game. Um, <laughs> and, um, and, and there was that... What are the, the big walk? called AT-ATs or ATSTs? Yes. ATATs. Okay. I always get it mixed up. Too. That was that was fun, and you get to loop them and, and everything, and, and then you could unlock like you could play a mission as Vader, and like there were there was a lot of cool stuff in that game, and I liked having like the different ships that you could choose and stuff. It was fun. It it hit a Star Fox kind of note for me, you know, like that same kind of game. So I, I really enjoyed Rogue Squadron too, but the Star Wars game that I fell in love with, and I've said this before. I think I'm a fan of the Star Wars universe. I just don't think I'm a fan of the movies um, to, a, to a large degree. Um, because Knights of the Old Republic 2 was the, the um, RPG game that I had on the Xbox. I loved that game. It was like the first game I ever played with actual choices and the way they did it with like, you know, turning toward the light side or the dark side, determining the allies you could make and how they felt about you. Like it it we were we were talking before the show about how um help me out here. What's the name of that company that we compared to a fart? Um the company um, Telltale. Telltale. Oh yes. Um, oh. yes. Glad to see we're all paying attention. Um, the that that Telltale games really don't have choices to them, right? They feel like they've got choices, but at the end of the day, you're kind of going down the same path, and not really much of anything changes in the plot. Um, Knights of the Old Republic, at least Knights of the Old Republic two, because that was the one I played. Um, so many choices, so much control over like how people feel about you what relationships you make. Um, not that to, was Bioware, wasn't it? It was the, Bioware, yes. Yeah. Not to spoil a like 20-year-old game, but the first woman Jedi lady who helps you is actually a Sith, and she's training you down the dark side all the time by giving you like these skewered lessons about how like morality is wrong and it like just fantastic game. And I've gone back and I've like watched like Knights of the Old Republic footage and stuff. A lot of crossover between like those two games and how like your character from the first game was like the villain of the just just really cool series. I highly recommend them. So, um, funny story, as mm -hmm. much as I love Star Wars, I've never played Knights of the Old Republic. So, you know, that's, uh, you know. If they bring that's it been, to a That's system, been spoiled for me now. Have. But um, I do keep hoping that they will release them on the Switch because it seems like the perfect hey, we're place getting, for them. Here's, here's the we're biggest, getting Baldur's Gate tomorrow. There's hope. Here's the biggest problem with Knights of the Old Republic it's old. Oh, um, yeah. Like a lot oh, I've of the been playing Star Wars, the, the Jedi Knight yeah, game. Like a lot of the Star Wars games they've ported, it could really do with like a, a remake. You know, it could really do with some prettying up and some like GameCube era graphics because it's it's not pretty. And the PC version that you can get on Steam is not controller compatible, which is weird. Um, it's it's the only version of the game that you have to play with a keyboard and mouse that it doesn't accept controller inputs, which I don't understand, but hmm. that exists. 
Um, but yeah, no, it, it's it's cool. You know, you get to choose like different types of weapons. Again, you get to make your own lightsaber. You put in your own crystal at one point. Just really fun game. You even get to have like romantic options and stuff. So yeah, no, I um I've enjoyed Star Wars to a degree. Just again, not really the movies as much as the games. But the games I have played, I've liked. You know, if they ever ported Rogue Squadron two to the Switch, I would probably download that on day one just because i remember really enjoying it and now i've actually seen the movies so you know that helps maybe someday we'll finally get that rogue squadron trilogy that they were planning on releasing on the gamecube and then on the xbox and then on the wii and then Mm. the company went under so was was the one you were talking about the rogue leader was that like the third one in the series that was was the the first first one one. or no i'm sorry well that was the second one the first one on the gamecube okay so, so the first one so was it on goes, n64 so it goes rogue squadron rogue leader and then rogue squadron 2 no it goes rogue squadron then rogue squadron 2 rogue leader and then Rogue Squadron three Rogue oh, uh, so Rebel we were Strike. Talking, so we were talking about the same game. You just yeah. used the subtitle. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Um, so um, I, I think I can't remember which one of you mentioned Battlefront. I think it was you, Steve. Um, the Battlefront games I loved, especially like, and I'm talking like the old school, like original like Xbox. The first, yeah. the first two, yeah. Like yeah. I had. Uh, Battlefront and Battlefront 2 on the original Xbox, and of course those were the days of Xbox Live, so I would just spend hours getting in battle, and one of the things, like, and and I've said this before, I wish that these Battle Royale games like Fortnite and Apex Legends and PUBG and all these games that keep coming out, I wish they were more like Battlefront in that instead of you die and it's game over, it's, there's this many respawns in the game and when all the respawns run out the game is over Mm -hmm. so that you know because that was one of the great things about battlefront is sometimes you get into a battle where you would overpower the other team so much that you would have like a hundred guys left and they would only have like five (laughs) well battlefront was really and it's kind of a bygone um, genre, but Battlefront was really more of like an army versus an army, right? Like whereas, yeah, whereas like games like... like Fortnite and PUBG, it's like one v one v one v one v one v one v one. Right? Are, yeah, this was yeah. more of a. Well, I mean, it was probably directly based on the Battlefield 1942 games, where you're just dropped into a battlefield and you're on one team or the other, and you strategize with each other. But I mean, from Fort, like just from when the four of us played Fortnite, like you're still in the team and strategizing. It's just when one of you dies, then that's it. You're boned. <laughs> See, you think about Fortnite as a team game, but I've so much of what little I put into Fortnite, I did solo. I I honestly even forget that you can pair up. Like when I when I think of Fortnite, I think of okay, here I go by myself to hide in a corner until there's only two that's people because, left. That's because I dropped off of that very quickly. Like, you and I played for a little bit, and we had some cool, like, duos matches, and I deleted it very quickly. See, I, I would, I would, getting off the, the Star Wars topic here, but, like, I would gladly play those games if I had people I know to play them with, but I tried playing with randos, and um, I don't like being screamed at by five-year-olds, especially when I See, outlive your... those five-year-olds while they're complaining about me not playing the game right. That's your problem, is you're playing with voice chat on. That's like a mistake you should have learned during I had, Xbox I haven't figured Live. out how to turn it off. 
Oh god, dude, you gotta get gotta get on that. I yeah. never play games. Dude, I don't even I've, play like Rocket League with like I was chat, gonna chat say, on. Like, I've yeah. had Rocket League ma matches ruined before by people being like, "Nice save when you miss a goal," and it's mm -hmm. like, really? Yeah, I'm Screw just, you guys. I'm I'm not into that. I play for the game. If you want to be, you know, a dick, you can be a dick. And that's what's nice about the Monster Hunter community, but now we're really off topic. Oh my god, <laughs> don't even get me started on that. Alright, well I guess in well, the interest maybe, of... Maybe you need to fight some uh, Rancors in in the next Monster Hunter. In the interest Dude, of can we get moving, Monster Hunter Star Wars? Moving on yes, to a different... it's called The Force Unleashed. Topic! Let's talk about the games <laughs> oh. we've been playing. Justin, do you want to start this one too? Um... Sure. Um, I haven't been playing anything Star Wars, um, despite the fact that um, I do have um, both Squadrons and Jedi Fallen Order on my Xbox. So um, I actually haven't been playing much of anything this week. So my change of system is going to be pretty brief. Just kind of I'll pop in. I I bought Little Nightmares last week or two weeks ago when it was on sale and um, I played a little bit of it thought that I reached a save point turned it off, turned it back on a few days later and started at the beginning again and did not have the patience to get back to the point that I thought I'd reached that saved so um, can't speak too much to that game uh I played a little bit of... Oh, I did buy... <laughs> we had a little conversation about this before the show. I did end up buying Immortals Phoenix Rising on the Xbox One. So, um, I... Because um, one of our uh, friends on Discord... I can't remember who it was, but confirmed Probably that... Cult. It was Colt. Probably. Um, it confirmed that you can move uh, move your game save from system to system. I put it in my wish list and waited for a sale, so um, it's on sale right now. I bought it. I've transferred my game save, so now when I'm playing on the big screen TV, I don't have to play it in the graphically compromised Switch version. I can save that for playing it handheld and play the HD version on my big screen TV, so that'll that'll probably uh, keep me up tonight. <laughs> uh, but other than that, yeah, nothing really exciting to add. I haven't really been playing a whole lot of games this week. Well, all I've been playing is Pokemon Go and Monster Hunter, and I haven't been doing anything interesting in Monster Hunter, so let's talk about Pokemon Go. Um, I did a lot of things in that game today. Um, I finally caught the last Pokemon in the Kanto decks, which was Moltres for me, because they had a um, Shadow Moltres event with Giovanni. Um, so that was really nice. Um, more than that, though, I've been doing a lot of the five-star raids lately because a lot of the people in Steve's Discord are, like, listeners of the show, um, ex-Patreon members from back when we used to have a Patreon, um, and they they kind of get together, and we, we, you know, hook up, and we get a team together, and we, we fight. So, like, I've gotten a couple of Xerneases, which is really exciting. Um, we did the whole, like, Thunderous, Landorus, Tornadus thing when that was a thing. It's been nice. Um, nice having an actual group of people to like you know 
do these things with because otherwise I'm pretty much just sitting around waiting for Eugene and Heather to send me a message and hoping I can get in. Um, so yeah, that's been cool. Um, really though, that's kind of been it. <laughs> it's been a lot of Pokemon Go, a lot of Monster Hunter, and almost like nothing else. Like I've just been in a rut lately. Uh, a lot of time in Monster Hunter, but again, not really anything to talk about there, right? Like the, the DLC came out, what, like a week and a half ago now? Um, it was the last the last Thursday, I think, in April. Okay. So, so last we're about so, a week. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's been fun, but we've done that, you know, and and uh, what else is there to say? Nothing that, that anybody that's listening is going to be that interested in. So, yeah, that's it's kind of it for me, really. Kind of kind of light, but what am I going to do? So, I actually have three games to talk about for a change. We'll start with Monster Hunter because that's a nice <laughs> easy segue. Um, I have been playing a lot of Monster Hunter, and I'm kind of proud of myself. Um, so back in the last game, um, I put like 200 hours into it, and then I decided I was going to try and 100% all the missions, which I never did. I got through like all of the village quests and started on the low rank hub quests, and then I just stopped playing. Um, in this game, because it's a smaller game, and because I started playing it day one, it was easier for me to get caught up on stuff. So I recently started, I've got Village 1 through 6 complete, including the one DLC arena quest, which was, holy crap, that was a quest. Um, I got an item, which I won't spoil for those of you that are playing it, from doing that quest. That item has, I didn't want to use it because I didn't want to break up the armor that I'm using. But since we now have layered armor, which is purely cosmetic, I went ahead and used it as layered armor. So if you want to see what it is, you can, you know, hunt with me and see. Or you can just do the quest yourself. It's hard. Like, I was coming in with endgame armor, and I barely survived it. Um, but the thing I'm proud about is, you know, I told Lucas that I was going to have him help me through the HR7 stuff because that flat out scares me. As many hours as I put into Monster Hunter, it's still not easy to pull that stuff off. Um, I did an HR6 Nargakuga, which is actually nothing really to shake a stick at. I'm kind of proud about that one. Yeah. And that was actually the very last hunt that I did. Um, I also, this week, picked up Shovel Knight this weekend. Um, I don't know why, but Shovel Hunt... Shovel Hunt. Shovel wow. Hunt. We, we see where my mind is. Um, wow. Um, <laughs> Shovel Knight has been all over my Twitter feed lately for some reason. Yacht Club mm -hmm. has been really active on Twitter. And it dawned on me that I had a glitch in my original Plague Knight save that made it so I missed out on a quote-unquote heart container. I don't remember what they're called. A health potion, I think is what it was. So, I deleted my game save and played through and 100% of the entire campaign on Sunday. You deleted the save? Thing. I deleted the save from my Plague Knight campaign God. and played it from the beginning on Sunday. All day. That's all I did all day Sunday. Got it to 100% and realized the save file looked exactly the same as it did before I deleted it. <laughs> so I looked online and either they had patched out the glitch or that glitch was on one of my other versions of it, whether it was the Wii U or the Vita, I don't remember. 
but I had fun. Like, I forgot <laughs> how good that game was. Mm -hmm. And of the four campaigns, forgive me, Lucas, that is my least favorite. Like, the original one will always be my favorite, but Spectre is probably my second favorite. And as it stands right now, King Knight is my third. And I know that, he, that that was the one that you particularly liked. Yeah, I think we actually go in opposite order when it comes to the games. I don't know. I liked um, I liked Plague Knight, then I think Shovel, then um, Reaper Boy, and then yeah, um, I never played King of Cards. So. Yeah, so you can't I have, even speak to that. I have pretty much only played the original Shovel Knight, and I started Plague Knight, but never got anywhere in it. So Yeah, Plague is tough. It is a hard one, just because it controls so much different. Spectre is very fluid, King is fairly fluid, but Plague definitely takes a few levels to wrap your head around how he works. So, and then the other game that I picked up this week, you guys are going to laugh, Tetris 99. I was going to say, so, Immortals Phoenix Rising. <laughs> oh no, no, I have that game, I have the DLC for it, I keep seeing the updates come through. Kaze and the Wild Masks had an update come through. I can't imagine what they would have done to that one because I don't think it's got DLC. But no, I picked up Tetris 99. They did an update for it a couple weeks ago that added some of the event themes as purchasable now. Well, if you guys will remember, because of flipping my game save between switches before automatic downloads was a thing, I lost three of my event themes. Um, 8, 9, and 10. Well, 8, 9, and 10 are available, so all those tickets that I was working on earning back in the day that I said it's going to be nice if they ever release themes to buy again, I only had to earn like 16 tickets to get You've my three got themes. It. So I have a complete set of themes again, Jeez. and that save is synced between both of my switches, so fingers crossed I shouldn't have to worry about that ever happening again. So yeah, so I've been playing Tetris, and then... It dawned on me that, you know, I always, I've told the story on the show multiple times about my mom and I playing Tetris on the Game Boy together. So my mom and dad have a Switch. So I called my mom and I'm like, hey, you know all those tickets you've been earning in Tetris? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, if you go under customize, there's a Game Boy theme that you can buy that makes hmm. it look and feel just like the original Game Boy game. Nice. So now I've got her playing that again, working towards that. Ha! Huh. God. So... Yeah, so it's it's been a good Switch week. Um, there is a game that I was going to buy. Um, oh, Baldur's Gate. I'm actually looking at buying Baldur's Gate this week. Um, Hellhound in my Discord has spoken very very highly of it, one of his all-time favorites. It's one that I've heard about that's supposed to be really good, so I may pick that up this week. I don't know that I'll have time to start playing it, because I plan on getting heavy into Monster Hunter again. Mm -hmm. And I've started up the Digimon again. So I'm doing another couple of rounds of that. And that is actually everything I've been playing. Well, then why don't we pivot to the question block, and I guess we get out of here a little bit early, but there's nothing wrong with that, right? Um, we, have, we have one question tonight. It comes from one Colt, um, long-time listener, first-time caller. And he asks, very simply... What is your favorite color of frog? Now, of course, there's only one correct answer. Mm -hmm. And it's and that blue, it's the blue-purple poison tree frog. Mm, so you're wrong. Um, blue and purple is interesting, but I'm actually more a fan of the green 
and when it comes to frogs. So that's how, that so, has to be. So my you're thing. Winky from Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, if Winky is for green, then absolutely. Yeah, he's he's a green and orange frog. Well, green with an orange belly. Yeah, for green and orange. Uh, Justin, what about you? I actually have to um, go with the same answer because when I think of frogs, I think of the frog from the uh, Rainforest Cafe logo, which I think is probably the same species as Winky because that describes it. Also, I mean, come on, Kermit. I mean, he doesn't have an orange belly, but he is green. Well, and it is true that all the other colors of frogs got uh, the E100 series robots beamed off of Robotnik's ship, so it does make sense that you would pick green. Um, Spoiler alert for episode one of the Masked Singer this season, Kermit the Frog was on the show. No joke. There you go. I'm pretty sure the only other person who watches that show is not here right now, though. No, he's not. Your threats fall on deaf ears. Um, With that, like I said, we are going to get out of here. It's a little earlier than usual, guys, but we got a lot of games to play and a lot of sleep to do, so we're going to go do all that fun stuff. And we will be back with you guys next week for another episode. We plan to have all four of us here, but we'll see how that goes. Bye-bye! See you real soon. Psst! I have a secret other show that I do with Steve that I don't about. Go check it out at Spreaker.com slash user slash hypervoice podcast.